Hi, good evening, everyone. It's Odette Rishti on SYNYradio.com. And I'm in for the next uh, about half hour going to discuss your dream guy, your dream girl. And you know, I got a lot of messages from singles today who were very excited about the topic. It was cute because um, when I posted it on It's All a Gift Instagram, uh, the the ad for the show, I got a lot of messages going, I can't wait to hear it. Um, it might not be exactly what you were hoping for, but um, I think it will be insightful. And as always, my hope is to give a class uh, message that opens their minds to date a little different, date a little better, um, date with more insight. Let's see what we could do here. So um, I just want to say the dream guy, the dream girl in our minds has been planted over time from the minute we, as a child, we understood that we'd get married We started planting seeds in our heads to what our spouse would look like. Whether we watched a movie or saw our parents or just um, saw a very good marriage in action or not such a good marriage in action or um, different things ended up planting seeds in our minds to what we want, what we don't want, what it should look like, what it shouldn't look like. And we're um, we're exactly looking with all those little seeds, like we look for a person the way we were affected over those years. And that affects the type of looks we're looking for in a person and type of character we're looking for in a person. Um, Sometimes it's who our friends married, like our friends married people that looked like this or came from this type of family. All those things we're a product of and we may not realize it. It might be subliminal and subconscious that we're affected by it and Our subconscious tells us, no, we can't continue with this person because it doesn't look like that person's spouse and we want what they have. There's a lot of different ways that we're affected. And um, so our dream guy and our dream girl is something in our mind that's been planted there over time. And we want to open up those channels Um, so I'll talk a little bit about myself and, um, you know, kind of sometimes like to talk about random people or general topics and not myself because, but myself is the perfect example and so I'm going to use it with Elliot's permission. I've been married over 30 years, Baruch Hashem, and I grew up in the Syrian community and so did Elliot. And um, I like to say that I've been evolving since I'm, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. 
And I realized I wanted to make choices towards Hashem. And ever since then, I've been striving. And um, my one focus throughout those teen years was, what does Hashem want of me? And um, I know any type of Syrian or Jew could be listening to this class. That means that you could be on any religious level. And at that point, I was just growing. I was a typical Syrian girl, you know, 40 years ago or 45 years ago. And I went to yeshiva. And my parents were orthodox, but not so from, as they say. And um, so at one point I realized that I always have to ask myself, if I want to grow, what does Hashem want of me? And that's kind of easy when you're staying the same. If you're planning on not growing, then you don't always ask yourself that question. Or if you do, you ask yourself the question, but you don't like have the answer that's kind of hard for yourself to to jump out of like out of your comfort zone. When you have a growth mindset and you ask yourself the question, what does Hashem want of me? Like, the sky's the limit. There's so many different options that pop into your head. But when a person is a striver on Hashem's derech, we at times come to a crossroads. Different things happen in our lives. Difficult things happen in our lives. Changes happen, and we have to make a decision. At that time, I believe, Hashem is really watching which door we will choose. Like, what, my child, what will my child choose? How close will she come to me? And um, if a person is single and just started dating, even though they just started dating, I see my singles, they watched the singles before them who struggled. So they automatically have a little bit of nervousness that they be left behind. And I've said this before. They could be worried even though they just started dating just because they've seen others wait and wait and struggle to find the right one. Then there are those who are dating a long time and they also can feel like they're at a crossroads and what should they do? They feel like they tried everything. A new shadchan, a new hairstyle, a new job, a new location. Um, they've changed their religious level. They tried different types. They wanted a learner. They wanted a worker. There's so many different um changes a single goes through and feels that they're at a crossroads over the time that they're dating years pass and there's growth that happens and changes that happened and while a single is single we want to make sure that they're not stuck in any place what choice can I make that will make Hashem happy. When you come to a crossroads or you feel that you're stuck, then 
maybe we have to make a new choice. What choice can I make that will make Hashem happy? I believe that there are always many levels of choices within that one crossroad. There's so many different levels and none of the choices have to be wrong. Hashem is watching which one you'll choose. Guess what? I've been taught that the best one to choose is the one that doesn't take you too much out of your comfort level. A baby step. So I'm talking about this in reference to dating. Of course, if someone is chas v'shalom doing something against halacha, not in dating, just something else, like let's say they don't eat kosher or they don't keep Shabbat, something like that. So then we need to not take baby steps. Maybe we need to discuss it with the rabbi and just jump in and do the right thing. I don't know. But when it comes to dating, you know, or you want to do something new to change the mazal, to change things up a bit, let's take a baby step in the right direction. You don't have to go too far out of your comfort level to be a little different, for Hashem to view you as different. Gradual steps are so meaningful to Hashem. My rabbi once told me, Hashem loves our baby steps. These choices, small steps that are a little away from who we are right now. Those steps make sense. So why am I speaking about this in relation to a dream person? Who is our dream person? Our dream person allows us to grow. Our dream person believes in us. Our dream person cheers us on with, um, cheers us on. With our dream person, there's no competition. We are one. We may do things very differently, but we have one goal. A straight derech. There are so many different religious levels within our community. Even when a boy and a girl went to the same yeshivas and attended the same type of level religious things, um, still, they could still get married, but they seem to have had a little bit of a different upbringing a little bit different religious level. But there's the same kind of, but it's not exactly the same. Sometimes that's okay. Some people get married not exactly to the same religious level. They have different religious journeys, but they're kind of in the same place now. Maybe they had a different style home, or maybe they had um, just a little different religious level, something, nothing crazy. Sometimes we're passing these people up, but they're kind of the same. What I would look towards, if they're almost the same, but something's not exact, like, do they have the same strong moral compass as me? Do they want the same 
wholesome type home that I want to build? Do they have the same type of midot that I have? Meaning, if I feel I have a certain level midot and I need to marry a certain person with those level midot, look towards the midot of a person to see if they could become in the future the religious level that you want. What do I mean by that? I have to explain that a little better. I'll explain it with an example, with an example of me and my husband in a minute. Um, the, The single that has that kind of wholesome home goal and real Mido, real sterling character traits, that single may not be exactly the religious level of a certain person I want to match them with, but when they have sterling Midot, I kind of feel like I could put them on that date, even though the religious level is a little off. Because basically, a lot of times people will find their they date someone with the same religious level, but the me daughter off the character trait is somewhat twisted. And they're like, no, I can't continue. He did this or she did that. So we look to the me daughter. So many of you want a certain level, religious level, certain lifestyle. They, you have a list with a certain family type that you're looking for. What should really be our dream? Our dream is a person that allows us to be us. That allows us to spread our wings. That believes in us. In our ideas. But also will oversee when your ideas are a little outlandish. Or embarrassing. They'll say, honey, you sure you want to be seen wearing that? Or... Now's not the time to bring that up if you were planning on bringing that up to those people. I want a person that oversees me and is worried when I go too far or might go too far and knows how to say it to me. It's not a competition. It's in a kind way, in a caring way that they want to share with me and correct me and live that path that we're both, that's both our goal. That's what your dream person is. They're respectful, they're respectable, they're kind, they're giving, and they believe in you. Because we will evolve over the years of marriage. We're not going to be the person we are while we're dating forever. We're going to change. We will want to grow. We will come up with changes. Things will change. Things in our lives change. Money levels change. Addresses change. We move towns. We we have to be able to make those changes with this person. Like if I could only marry this person while they're wealthy. And then when there's no money, I'm not so interested in them. That's not good. So we got to really know we're marrying the person for their traits. And we want to 
marry someone who will care about us no matter what. At 20 years old, I met my husband, Elliot. I might have met him a little bit earlier, but at 20, I dated him more seriously. And he wasn't doing any of the things on my list. My must-have list, when it came to Elliot, was kind of empty. Um, I must, must was kosher. Someone had to be kosher. They had to be Shemesh Shabbat. And they wanted to, they had to want to keep Tahrat HaMishpacha. I, as a young girl, loved yeshiva. I loved learning Chumash, Torah. I gravitated toward towards anything spiritual. And till this day, I could translate Rashi. I love that I know that information. Yet Elliot didn't go to yeshiva. He didn't know how to pray. And Elliot dedicated himself to all my must-haves before the wedding. That's not something we do today, that kind of jump, because we kind of need a lot of the level. But in those days, in our community, not everybody was thinking the way I was. So um, why would I accept such a thing? Why would I accept such a thing in Elliot if I wasn't sure he would keep those things? Okay, he told me he would, but that's not a promise. I don't know married really if he would keep those things but because let me ask it again why would I accept such a thing because the other must-haves that I needed to have weren't at 90% they were at a thousand percent I couldn't live with someone who didn't speak a clean language someone who cursed was not for me Elliot didn't curse, wasn't religious, didn't go to yeshiva, but he didn't curse. I know a lot of boys who went to yeshiva who did curse. So that was one of the things on my list. He didn't smoke. And when I first met Elliot a few years before, he happened to be a smoker. So I didn't look at him. But he had quit smoking over the time that I wasn't dating him. He was respectful, respectful beyond, caring, kind, beyond. Those things were on my list. He could never hurt a fly, he was so kind. Was I looking for someone hardworking? It wasn't on my list, but he was hardworking. And that was, was meaningful to me. It showed me it was dedicated every day, never lazy. Um, it wasn't on my list. But it pushed me. When I saw the strong dedication in him to his job, I was, I was blown over by it. If so many of you didn't know Ellie from my store, it's all a gift, then, you know, this might not mean much. But a lot of you do know him. And today, Baruch Hashem, he's a learned guy. He's learned the entire Chumash, Navi, Gemara, not the entire, but a lot of it. Baruch Hashem, he prays every day, on time, with a minyan, never fails. And that's not something you could force on someone. In fact, if I ever say, ask, go late, don't go today, pray home, I can't get him to do that. 
That shows me he's a real Eved Hashem because he wants to be. Now, that's my dream. That is a dream I could not have known. That's a dream Hashem gave me later. That, Baruch Hashem, is a magic that I carry with me that is a gift. It's a surprise. And it, it's a surprise in my marriage that it's like a package that came to me later on. It's a surprise package. A gift that nobody could have guessed. And makes me feel like the prize and all the gifts that I got in the beginning when I first married Elliot at 21 was even better later on when his own growth and spirit started to sprout. No one is what they are on paper. You don't marry the person that's on paper. We marry a person that sprouts through the years. You need to have vision that somebody you marry is dedicated and working hard and straight and yashar and keeps looking back towards what does Hashem want of me. That's what happened over the 30 years of my marriage. Through the changes and different things that happened, what does Hashem want of me? And that's how we made it. But that's how we grew together and fortified and got all those special special packages of love from Hashem that have given us so much. People want stuff on paper, proof, hard facts. But then, how do we allow the dream to occur? How, would, how do we, we allow that growth of spirit to occur? My dream occurred throughout my marriage at the crossroads. At the times when we said, what does Hashem want of me? At those hard times, at the changes times. That's when we saw how each of us made choices. And time, sometimes, most of the time, those hard choices were for the other person. I made choices for him. He made choices for me. We dedicated ourselves to each other. And that's how we knew we had a great thing going. Attach yourself to a person who is striving, who doesn't feel finished. It doesn't matter if you don't feel you're that religious. A good person always wants to strive to be a better person. Stop for a minute and all of us, we have to rethink our goals. Like if you wanted a full-time learner and you're dating a part-time learner who has like sterling midot, midot beyond, good, dedicated, hardworking, kind, caring, and you see me dot that the, some of the learners didn't have? Like, that doesn't mean the learners that you dated didn't have great me dot. It's just that this person is standing out in your mind as well. They're blowing you over. That should mean something to you. Rethink your must-haves. 
Because over 23 years of matching people, I find that the must-haves stand in the way of getting married. Dream people grow with us. Dream people stand with us through thick and thin. When you see that midah, someone that's dedicated to you and dedicated to what's right, they're just yashar. They don't have to be, because I'm talking to every religious level, they don't have to be overly religious. Maybe you're not so religious right now. Maybe some of my crowd that's listening is not so religious. So how do you apply this to you? You want to look for someone who's not just saying, I am who I am, I don't change. You want someone with, why? Because what I'm talking about is marriages that last. We want to find marriages that last. And what I want you to, not only just, you're just saying, okay, Odette, I wish I could just find a spouse. Then I'll worry about if it lasts. No, because maybe you're passing up good people and you're not yet married and you're still single because the values in the person right in front of you are not blowing you over because you don't know what to really value. There's growth of spirit in people when they're dedicated to the right thing. They're dedicated to you. They're dedicated to Hashem. They're dedicated to their marriage. Marriage means something to them. It's sacred. It means I owe this person something no matter what is going on. And um, I want to end the class in thanking David from SYNY Radio again for allowing me the spot every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Bezat Hashem, I hope to continue. And I hope the comments keep coming because that's giving me the batteries to keep going and share my knowledge, my thoughts with you. And I just want to say that every mitzvah I do, whether it is matchmaking, guiding singles, giving my time for shiduchim or any other cause in the community, it's in zechut for refuah for all those who need it, but especially my sister, Marilyn Mazal Chaya Batadala, who I love very much. And I'm praying for Be'ezat Hashem and a miracle for anybody who needs it. On the other hand, I want to wish all singles the clarity and the right person should come before you and you should see it clearly very soon. Have a great night. And if you have any questions, you can message me at It's All a Gift on Instagram. And anyone who has my cell phone, I welcome their comments. Have a great evening, everyone.